0: August 13th, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears Edition. Tonight is one of Nigeria's biggest artists who is now taking the world by storm. Burner Boy is here, everybody, (laughs) on the show. Gonna be performing, so much fun. Also on tonight's show, CNN is starting a fight club. Endangered species are back in danger, and we tell you how to get a free vacation from Fox News. So let's catch up on today's headlines. (laughs) We begin tonight with some big news for the animal kingdom. The Trump administration moved to make the most sweeping changes in decades to how the Endangered Species Act is
1: enforced. The overhaul would weaken a number of protections and allow the government to consider it the price tag for saving a species. Today, some 1,600 species are protected by the act. More than 40 species in this country have recovered under the act's protection, including that soaring symbol of American might.
0: Yep, that's right, the Trump administration say they want to start taking cost into account when deciding whether or not to protect an endangered species, which seems like a pretty short-sighted point of view, all right, because you can always make more money. What you can't do is bring a grizzly bear back from extinction. The best you can do is probably convince some polar bears to dye their fur brown, that's pretty much it. (laughs) And that's problematic, that's problematic, yeah. You know, the polar bears will be like, dude, I don't know, you sure this isn't racist? I think it's racist. I I don't know, man. I'm not comfortable with this. You know, I I don't want to get canceled. I've got that Coke endorsement. I don't want to lose this. I just, I don't want to lose this. Now, many critics of this plan are pointing out that the Endangered Species Act has been instrumental in protecting many animals who are on the verge of extinction. One of those examples is the American bald eagle. But I think that's part of the problem. That eagle is probably why Trump is changing the law. Because don't forget, it was that bold eagle that attacked Donald Trump. Don't ever forget that moment. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget, Donald Trump was minding his own business and he was attacked by the eagle that lives in his office. He was just like, you scared the shit out of me, now I'm gonna build a highway through your habitat. So they're saying it's all about the cost. It's about how much the animal costs to keep alive, I guess. So I guess if this law goes into effect, animals are gonna have to go on Shark Tank to pitch why they should stay alive. <laughs> They'll just be like, hi, I'm an ant eater and today I'm offering you some low cost, organic pest control. Uh... <laughs> the only way to get Trump to protect these habitats is gonna be to say it helps protect species that he likes, you know, like the flannel moth caterpillar that inspired his hair. <laughs> That's probably gonna be the thing. He'd be like, that's a very handsome snake. We gotta protect it. (laughs) All right, moving on. CNN anchor, Chris Cuomo. You might know him for always breaking the news, but if you talk trash to him in the streets, the only thing that might end up breaking is your face.
2: CNN standing by host Chris Cuomo after a video went viral showing the anchor threatening a heckler. This video was taken during a heated exchange with an unidentified man who called Cuomo "Fredo," which Cuomo insists is a racist slur toward Italians. I got, I got a it's bit a bit.
0: insult to your people. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N word for us. Wow. So is that a cool thing? You're, you're gonna have a problem. What? What are you gonna I'll, do about I'll it? Ruin you do shit. I'll ruin your I'll throw something. you down these stairs so. like a Come please do. Why, no, so you can, you can sue? You don't want so you do. can, you can sue? Well, why don't you do Go it, Go take a swing. Oh, it. You want you, to call I'm me Fredo? Take a swing. swing. Take a, a, a swing. Watch your, I'm your, hands. Take your hands. hands. I'm not gonna swing. wreck your shit. I'll I'll wreck Chris. your shit. Yo, Chris Cuomo doesn't mess around. Now I see why CNN makes people fight in separate boxes. That's just workplace safety. Yeah, Cuomo's like, if I wasn't in this box, I'd smash your face. And look, Cuomo was clearly pissed off because he feels like when this guy called him Fredo, it's a negative Italian stereotype, all right? What's funny to me, though, was that his reaction that he chose uh, also seemed like a negative Italian stereotype. He's like, what you say, I'll wreck your shit and throw you down these (laughs) stairs, big man. You want to talk to me? You want to talk to me? I'll (laughs) break you. Not on that." So, since this video went viral, (laughs) there's a big conversation now over whether the word Fredo is a slur. Now, some are saying it's a reference to the dumb brother in The Godfather, okay? Uh, Because like, you know, Cuomo has his brother and then he's like the dumber one who's in the news and in entertainment. But some are saying it's also an ethnic slur. In fact, Cuomo himself claimed it's like calling an Italian person the N-word. Yeah, so to find out if that's true, we're joined by Roy Wood Jr., everybody! So, Roy, is-is calling an Italian Fredo the same as calling a black person the (laughs) N-word? Roy Wood Jr., everyone. Thank you so much, Roy. In other news... In other news, have you ever... Have you ever been to a stranger's house? and seen things in their house that make you go like, wow, I would really get along with this person. Yeah, this story is the complete opposite.
2: House hunters in Michigan, surprised to say the least, when the furnished home
0: they were looking at had KKK paraphernalia on its walls. Rena and Robert Mathis were looking at the charming home on a large wooded lot in Holton when they noticed something disturbing. They didn't know it, but the house belonged to Muskegon police officer, Charles Chuck
2: Anderson. It was a full-length, Confederate flag, so I'm like, I'm not liking this. There's one plaque on the wall. So I walk over to the wall and I read the plaque and it said, KKK application. So I was like, I'm done. I say, I want to get out of here right now.
0: Yo, you know what I love about black people? They do not indulge danger. That guy saw a Confederate flag, (laughs) then the Klan, and he was like, baby, we're out. We are out. Out of here, we're not staying. We're not staying. The Uber's on the way, even though we drove ourselves. We got to get out, like in that movie. Scream, come on, baby. (laughs) Also, can can I just say, I didn't realize that the KKK had application forms. (laughs) I learned something new. I just thought they saw someone on the street saying the N-word and they were like, you start Monday, good job, buddy. (laughs) Because you realize if the KKK had application forms, it means the chances are someone got denied. (laughs) But then it makes you wonder, what reason would the KKK give for denying somebody from joining the organization? This guy's looking at the application like, well, everything looks great over here. A favorite song in Paris, okay, yeah. I wish they would go to Paris, I agree with that. You- oh wait, hold on, no, it says that's a hip hop song. I'm sorry, This is not gonna work, it's not gonna work. <laughs> now, some people are saying that the owner having a Confederate flag and Klan memorabilia on his walls doesn't mean that he's a fan of the KKK. Maybe he's just a history buff. Yeah, and I get that, but uh, I mean, let's be honest. You don't put things up on your wall if you're not a fan. Like, no one's got a poster of Hurricane Katrina in their living room. That's just not a thing. So, for more on this, we're joined once again by Roy Wood Jr., everybody. Roy, help me out here. Um, is having a framed clan application on your wall something a casual history buff might do? <laughs> Roy Wood Jr., everyone. Thank you so much, Roy. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. In the wake... In the wake of the mass shooting in El Paso and the arrests of domestic terrorists since then, everyone has been talking about the threat of white supremacy in the United States. In fact, even President Trump admits that it's a major problem, which is a pretty big deal, because that would be like if Hobbs and Shaw spoke out against speeding... Jason Statham came out like, you know what's cooler than driving fast? Going 55 and buckling your safety bell in it. <laughs> but even though most people in America have acknowledged the threats, there is one person who still isn't convinced. Fox News anchor and concerned face drawn onto a balloon, <laughs> Tucker Carlson. The whole thing is a lie. If you were to assemble a list a
1: hierarchy of concerns, of problems this country faces. Where would white supremacy be on the list? Right up there with Russia, probably. It's actually not a real problem in America. The combined membership of every white supremacist organization in this country, would be able to fit inside a college football stadium? White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax, just like the Russia hoax. It's a conspiracy theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. That's exactly what's going on.
0: Wait, what? White supremacists aren't a threat because they can only fill a college football stadium? My man, those stadiums hold 100,000 people. We shouldn't have enough white supremacists to fill a golf cart. That's how many we should have. We're talking about the numbers here. Oh, how many? How many of them are there? White supremacists are like babies on a plane. Even one is enough to ruin your day. And you do notice, you do notice that Tucker Carlson only gives white terrorists this pass, yeah? Like, after 9-11, he wasn't like, Al-Qaeda, please. What, what was it, like, 19 people? Is this a real thing, huh? There's like, 19 people? Call me when they can sell out a Knicks game, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and it's especially interesting that Tucker doesn't think white supremacists are a real threat, especially when you look at all the other threats that he talks about on his show. If you're looking for threats to our democracy, how about Silicon Valley? How did we
1: wind up with a country in which feminists do science? A country where you're afraid to touch other people is a country we don't want to live in. The way we practice immigration has become dangerous to this country. Kneeling during our national anthem, you know, the basic symbol of our country is an attack on the United States. Almost every nation on Earth has fallen under the yoke of tyranny, the metric system.
0: The metric system. The metric system is a threat to America, but white supremacy is a hoax? Yo, I feel like Tucker Carlson would tell the lamest campfire stories of all time. Just be like, and then she heard a scratching sound coming from inside the door. And when she turned around, it was centimeters. (laughs) Now... Apparently soft peddling white supremacy didn't go over well with everybody. Uh, In fact, three big advertisers pulled out of Tucker Carlson's show after he said that. And, and something tells me his bosses at Fox News didn't like what he said because the very next day he made a surprise announcement at the end of his show.
1: That's it for us tonight. Tune in every night, 8 p.m. to the show that is the sworn enemy of lying pomposity and smugness and groupthink. By the way, I am taking several days off, headed to the wilderness to fish with my son, catch some brook trout. Politics is important. Fishing with your son is sometimes more important, so I'm doing it.
0: Okay. Now well, that timing seems suspicious, but who knows? Maybe lots of people leave for fishing vacations on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. I mean, you never know when the fish are gonna start biting. You never know. I do feel... I do feel bad for Tucker's son, though, because he, he probably knows what's up, right? Tucker Carlson comes home. He's like, "Uh, pack your rod, son. We're going fishing. He's like, in the middle of the week? Wait, did you say something racist on TV again, Dad? (laughs) Well, I'll get the tackle box. (laughs) And I know some people will say, come on, Trevor, this is probably just a coincidence, okay? Just because Tucker said something offensive and then took a surprise vacation doesn't mean these two things are related. Okay, maybe not. But it does seem to happen a lot over at Fox. Sudden vacation announcements have been a go-to move for Trump TV. Last
1: March, Laura Ingraham announced a vacation after coming under fire for mocking Parkland survivor David Hogg. Sean Hannity went on vacation after advertisers fled over his promotion of a conspiracy theory that exploited the death of DNC staffer Seth Rich. Jesse Waters took time off after criticism over a lewd comment about Ivanka Trump. If
0: you go in, like, hard enough, they drop the ball. It's perfect. Yeah, you're Very welcome. good.
1: I'm glad he didn't run him over. Also, I'm going to be taking a vacation with my family, so I'm not going to be here tomorrow and Friday, but I'll be back on Monday, so try <laughs> not to miss me too
0: Saturday much. Saturday, also. <laughs> 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 My favorite part is how all the Fox hosts try to casually slip it into random conversation, you know? You know sort of like how you used to buy condoms in high school. <laughs> you just be like, yeah, let me get a, a bag of the Doritos and also a pack of the condoms, please get out the bag of the condoms. <laughs> and the cashier's like, Jerry, bring me over a box of condoms for the kid, please. I'm gonna say extra small. <laughs> so, almost everyone on Fox has had to go on a surprise vacation after saying something controversial but there's one vacation on Fox that is the greatest of all time. Bill O'Reilly took what he insisted was a pre-planned vacation. After revelations, he had settled multiple
1: sexual harassment allegations. Finally, time to tip of the day, off and around this time of year, I grabbed some vacation because it's spring and Easter time. Last fall, I booked a trip that should be terrific. Not gonna tell you where it is. I'll have a full report when I return. And he never returned.
0: and he never returned. Doesn't sound like a guy going on vacation. It sounds like a guy who got whacked by the mob. Yeah, let's just say O'Reilly's gonna be going on a permanent vacation. I'm Chris Cuomo. Thanks for watching CNN. And I, I also feel really bad for that one Fox viewer who's still waiting for O'Reilly to return. You know, there's one person watching TV like Bill's gonna have so many great stories when he finally comes back. <laughs> I bet he went to Machu Picchu. <laughs>
1: Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast?
0: I've been producing this podcast for two years now.
1: And your favorite thing about
0: it? The
2: extended moments, for sure.
1: Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. And we can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that?
2: On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And who produces that?
2: Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort.
0: Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a recording artist and songwriter from Nigeria whose new album is called African Giant. Please welcome, Burner Boy. Nigeria in the
2: house. Yes, Welcome
0: sir. to the show, my friend.
2: How far now?
0: So many accolades have uh, happened in your life over the past year, year 18 years Hold on, months, I don't want I to cut saying. you
2: off. I, I, I have to tell this one, yeah? Oh, here we go. This, hold on, he, this guy is like a legend, because I'm from Nigeria, and like I used to spend a lot of time in South Africa, right? Right. And this must have been 2014, right? I went on this boat thing in Cape Town with some girl, Uh, and then we was going in, and then you must have been coming out from some place. I don't know. And then it's like a big crowd starts going, Trevor! Trevor! (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then the girl I'm with, she's like, that's Trevor Noah, can I go take a break? I'm like, will you stay put? You know, so after that, immediately we got done from that. We went back and then we started watching the whole... Oh, all, man, everything. I appreciate and that. that's how I, you know, so... I
0: appreciate that. Most people would have been like, and that's when I started hating you. But, I mean, that's uh, a... <laughs> no, that's a pretty dope story. Um, thank, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for that. But let's talk about that. You you, you know, you, you have spent time in South Africa, but you've also spent time traveling around the world. Yeah. You know, uh, for those who don't know you, they, they are definitely bound to know you. Burner Boy's music has been blowing up. EET's Best International Act. Congratulations on that. Uh, what do you think... What do you think it is about Nigerian music and African music in particular that's blowing up all over the world right now?
2: Man, it's just the truth always just circles back, you know? It's like things always circle back to where they started from. You know, music as a whole started from Africa. You know, so... It's always gonna circle back home, you know.
0: You think it's just gonna come back around the vibe, yeah. the rhythm? It's like it might
2: leave again, but it's always gonna circle back home because, like, when everything else fails, everybody runs back home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> everyone, uh, everyone started sampling the sound as well. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got Drake who sampled the sound. You know, you Drake. Got... <laughs> You've got you've got so many huge artists who sample the sound. And now because of that, like when you hear songs in the club, you hear like Nigerian music, you hear African music, I've been fascinated by how it's not even like called cool, it's just music, which it is. Yeah, yeah. You 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 have a specific title for it, though. You call it Afrofusion. Yeah. What does that mean? What is what does Afrofusion mean? Okay, so for basically your music? it's like
2: a pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh on. I'm serious. <laughs> 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 so it's like a pizza, right? Okay. And then imagine a pizza. It's like, what's the main thing in the pizza that every pizza needs? It's the flour,
0: right, okay, oh, the dough, okay, okay, yeah, the, the dough dough, dough. the dough, dough can... the base all right, yeah. cool okay cool. so yes. yeah,
2: so Afrobeat is the base, okay, right and then now you can have any pizza you want, but you have the afrobeat base, you know so, you so could... there's there's the there's the hip hop pepperoni Oh, there's okay, the...
0: okay <laughs> okay, I'm like hip hop pepperoni, hall. that's actually there's a, a dance, good flavor yeah, by... the,
2: yeah, yeah. there's the dance hall right. ham. there's the you know. All types of, you know, so I just kind of make a nice pizza. every.
0: Oh, time. I like that. So <laughs> Burner Boy just throws in, like, an Afro pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to trademark that, hip-hop pepperoni. <laughs> you can make a lot of money from, let me get one hip-hop pepperoni over there. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, what it should be is, like, a pepperoni that's really hot, and then, like, when people eat it, then they start rapping. It's like, oh, my God. I got this. I this. That, that make a lot of money. Um... You are one of the artists who is featured on the Lion King soundtrack yeah. with Beyoncé. You are, you are also one of the few African artists who got to perform at Coachella. And that, that's interesting because that's what inspired the name yeah. of this album, African Giant. Yeah. Tell, tell me how that, how that came about.
2: Okay, so basically, I'm on the toilet seat... <laughs>
0: I love how every single one
2: of your stories starts with where you are. I love yeah, this. It's like, you have to be specific. I, yeah, man. I was on a boat. I was yeah. on a toilet seat. I was. yes. I always remember. You know. <laughs> so basically, I'm on a toilet seat, and then my mom calls me, and then she's like, "Yeah, um, you're doing Coachella and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's nice." So I get off, and then I, you know, go on the gram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see the thing, and then it's like my name. I've seen all the names, and I'm looking for my name, and I can't find my name. Right. I literally can't find my name. <laughs> right? So I'm like, am I really performing here? <laughs> Is my mom paying a prank yeah, on me? Yeah, you know, what's going on? And then she's like, no, it's there. And then they circled. They had to circle it for me.
0: Oh, because, like, the names get smaller in yes, the poster. Yes, Yeah, it'll be like, yes. Beyonce, yeah. Eminem, Yeah, and then I'm yeah, of yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then it was Gunner (laughs) Boy. Exactly. So then what happened? So basically, that's never happened to me before, you know? I'm used to being the African giant, you know? Right, So because so you're like, huge. This is like something I think people don't understand is how big
0: a <laughs> Boy is. It's just like, you know, like depending on where you watch news from, before, <laughs> before, depending on where you get your perspective, you go like, oh, I don't know. But you are huge, you know what I mean? You're huge in a country with one of the largest populations, on a continent with one of the largest populations, you know what I mean, all around the world. And then they put like th- this.
2: You know? So, right. So I'm not used to that. So I'm like, okay. What's this? I don't like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I, t- I told them, I expressed myself, basically, and not just for that, for the fact that everyone else that's coming after me, right, it's like, shouldn't have to go through that. They should, it's like, it should be the same way, like, let's say the Latin artists and all the other international people that was there. Right. You right. know what I mean? Have, yeah, they have I'm,
0: started bringing, like, Jay it, Belvin will have a exa- bigger exa- font. Exactly. Through. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm thinking, I mean, it's only right, you know? Right. So, that
0: one of the biggest artists in Africa would get one of the biggest fonts on the page. I like that. I feel like, I feel like, yeah. I, uh... I'm not gonna lie, I feel like that was the Nigerian in you kicking in. (laughs) No, because Nigerians do not, like, Nigerians and humility don't mix. Like, Nigerians are like, Nigerians are like, we kick ass. You're the coolest Africans on the continent. And I I can just see a Nigerian looking like, is this my name, huh? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Did you run out of ink? That's actually. Did you run out of ink you wrote my name, huh? Hey. <laughs> I can just Honestly, picture that. Yeah. Um, all right, so, um, you know, you, you're, you're performing live everywhere. People love your music. You're going to be performing for us today. Uh, what's the song? <clears> what can you look forward to? Sorry? What's the song that you're going to performing for us today?
2: So I'm going to do, like, a little medley. I'm going to, like, bring one of the in my songs from my other album, my last right. album, uh-huh. Outside, called Ye. Yeah and I'm gonna fuse it with one of my songs from this album called Anybody.
0: So basically what you're gonna do after the break is you're gonna make us one of those pizzas where we have all the toppings (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) African Giant is available now.